Welcome to the United Cast, this entertainment talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host, Matthew, and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 1-1 draw away in the Premier League against Chelsea. Uh, lots and lots of drama. Um, football, eh? It's, it, it can give you one emotion, one minute, a different emotion in the next minute, and then a relieved but still disappointed emotion uh, in, in the next minute. Um, it's good on you, Casemiro, for getting your first goal. Congratulations. Um, perfect time to get it. Uh, Scott McTominay. Um, look, I don't call people names. I'm not going to call him a clown. I'm not going to call him an idiot. That's not who I am. That's not what I do. But that was a very, very stupid thing to do. And it could have cost us the game. Um, do I think it was a penalty? I think it was a soft penalty. Um... But it's it's a thing of you know the ref is going to look at that and think that gives me a reason to give a penalty. Um, aside from obviously the two incidents at the end, which we'll talk about more in in the summary. Um, I thought this was very, very similar to the Newcastle game. Um, I don't think Chelsea looked like they were going to score. Um, I think in terms of us, I thought we played okay at best. I thought we defended very, very well. One thing we started really doing very well is defending very, very well. We're both not creating enough chances and not scoring enough chances. Um, I think this team is majorly missing Donny van der Beek and is missing Martial. Just because of the way that those two players operate, I think will fit Tenog's system very well, which we saw glimpses of it when Martial <coughs> excuse me, was playing, and we know that Donny can fit that very well. Um, I think our midfield is looking um, worryingly sparse, and... We really, really, really need a striker. Now, on the subject of a striker, do I think Ronaldo would have made a difference today? No. Um, I don't think Ronaldo would have won us the game. Per se, he could have. But, obviously, that's a scenario we're never going to know about. Um, But, no, this was one of them really sort of scrappy kind of... You you can tell, like, Graham Potter's just got there for Chelsea, right? He's been there even less time than what Tenag has been at Man United. And you can tell that two managers that are in their early stages of their careers with their new teams. And both managers don't have the exact thing that they want. Like, they don't have quite all the players that they want. And they haven't, you know, been there long enough. And you could kind of tell that. You could kind of tell that both teams both teams are just not finished articles. Um... Which made the, made the game kind of interesting. I, th- I still think Chelsea put up a bit of a decent fight. I thought Chelsea defended well. I thought both teams defended very well. But I also thought both teams... Because I thought this was a very equal game. Apart from... It, it, equal in terms of that. In terms of possession, we really did dominate the possession again. But in terms of actual like chance creation... And defending and like activity in the final third... Um... I really thought it was pretty equal when when either team had the ball in the final third. Um, unfortunately, in the attack today, I just thought that we looked like we didn't quite know what we were doing, which was frustrating. Um, 
there's a few times where we got to the edge of the box and we just we we didn't really know who to pass to and that was very very frustrating to watch um yeah it's, this was just a really frustrating game to watch you think oh there's still you know 90 minutes 80 70 60 and the clock just ticks on and then you realize oh it's half time and then oh it's the 70th minute the 80th minute and uh excuse me and the game just keeps going um so in in hindsight i think this game should have ended up being nil nil i think i think a draw is the correct result but the manner of obviously how we had to fight to get the let's say the real draw the one that actually happened which was the 1-1 one, one, was very very frustrating cuz you think if if McTominay hadn't made a silly decision or if the ref hadn't given the penalty and we'd still scored the Casemiro goal that would have been an incredible way to win this game um but as as i say, you know with the goal as as i say um as as other people say as well um you know in football if if you're one nil down in the ninetieth minute, you don't do, you you do not give up until that final whistle goes. You just don't. And I am really really happy that this team still continued fighting. Um, you know, in the ninety plus minutes, uh, you know, added time was it six minutes, and we kept fighting. We didn't give up. That's something that's still very very important because, as I mentioned in what game was it? I think it was in the Everton game. I I mentioned in the Everton game the two one win recently. And I said about how after we conceded a goal, uh, I can't remember the I can't remember the exact circumstances, but it was somewhat similar. And I'd said the way that we were defending against Everton in the last like in added time showed a lot of fight and spirit within this team, which you really do need because football's not just all about ability; it's about the you know mentality and the, the actual desire to win and things like that, and the, the desire to keep going and not give up. Um, so I think with that game, it was. We were we were two one up. I can't remember what it was, but those those last five minutes we were just like, like fighting to to keep that two one win, and we ended up getting over the line. This was a similar but different situation where we go one nil down through a silly decision made by a player, and obviously the referee gives the penalty, and then we it's fighting in a different way because instead of fighting to keep a lead, it's fighting to sort of think oh. A player in our team made the mistake, and mistakes happen in football, you know. As disappointed as I was at McTominay and thought, oh, you, you've made a really stupid decision. Because um, I'll talk more about the specifics of each goal once we get to them in the summary. But the manner of how he gave away the penalty and how silly it was, and th- th- there's things about McTominay as well that need to be discussed in terms of how he gave the penalty away, because there's... there's things to do with that which again I'll mention in a minute um and this team's ability to not just be like oh it's one nil we've lost that's it you know when they're still it was what 85th minute when they scored um and the team's ability to kind of like no we're not gonna just like you know bow down last five minutes there's five minutes and injury time and we we kept fighting and we did get a goal back so I'm happy that the team has got that in them um, in different scenarios, of course, we we got the, the that late game ability to hold on to a win, and the ability to get back into a game really, really late on. Um, so I'm happy that that's there. It's just it's just a shame the circumstances of which that came around. Um, but yeah, as I said, in terms of football and in terms of emotions, you go from like, oh, they're gonna. See, that's the thing, right? You give away a penalty in football, and everyone goes, oh, it's another goal for the team. They still have to actually score the penalty. <laughs> 
it's it's you've got a 50-50 chance of scoring a penalty, right? Pretty much. Um, there's there's lots of different ways you can score and miss a penalty, but ultimately it's just the ball is kicked from one spot. It it either goes in the goal or it doesn't, right? So it's very 50-50. Uh, of course, you can do something like you know you hit the post, the ball comes back to one of your players, then you then you score it. Um, but they put their penalty away. But um, no, I was I was I was a bit disappointed with this game. There's a particular few players I was quite disappointed with today. Um, some of the some of the general football and possession and things like that, we did dominate the ball again. We just weren't clinical at all, and there was a bit of miscommunication in the final third. I thought that um, there was a really big lack of movement movement in the final third, both again in terms of supporting runs and pass and move, but even just general things like somebody would go to pass somewhere, and you could tell that it hadn't been communicated to the other the other player, whoever was involved, or somebody would make like there there was a lot of times today I noticed that this doesn't usually happen. We were booting the ball up in the air a lot of points today, and I don't quite like we were doing a lot of. Um, like sort of cross field passes, like switching the play, but the ball doesn't really need to go as high as it was. And there was a lot of times where we play a really, really high pass. No, nobody specific really did it. Like it was most of the team, and you can tell that like, okay, the ball's being switched to that player, like it's Luke Shaw or, or something like that. And then the ball would be in the air for a really long time, and Chelsea would like Chelsea would try to sort of what's it called, go over to our player and like close it down, um, I don't know if that was like repeated accidents or some tactical thing, it looked like, it, it didn't look like it was quite done on purpose, but there was a lot of times that that happened, I was like, can we stop booting the ball so high in the air, um, because that was, that was kind of frustrating as well, but overall we come away with 1-1, um, regardless of the way that the goals happened, I thought, a nil-nil, a draw in any way, shape, or form was was the right result. Obviously, it would have been great to nick it at the end, but that didn't happen. Um, but we recovered from a very bad mistake caused by a player, and we we ended up getting a draw. So you you, you take it and you move on, because otherwise, you know, if if Casemiro doesn't head the ball in in the ninety third minute, I'm sitting here and thinking, you know, we've we we've not sort of got we've not gotten something from the game at that point. But at, at least we got something out of this game. Um, but it just could have been more. It just could have been more. Um, like there's some games where you you sit there and you think, okay, we've been beaten today. Like the six three against City, right? Or the four nil, whatever it was against Brentford. You look at a game like that and you think, okay, obviously you could have played better, but you've been beaten. This type of game was like, oh, we we could have just improved in, in certain areas, not made not made certain mistakes, and we could have got like, gotten some goals earlier. And it's 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 that frustration, isn't it? So, um. It is what it is. It's football, um, but we we have to take the points um, and we move on. Uh, all right, let's get into the summary. Uh, nothing really happening in the first half. Um, although uh, one one kind of interesting tactical thing from Chelsea's side, uh, Graham Potter sort of noticed that he wanted to take off because they play five. I think they play five. Is it two, three? So they they play five at the back, two midfield, and then three across the front. So like Sterling. Abamyang and whoever the other player was. So he took a wing back off. I thought Cucurella was actually... I, I think he's a decent player. Uh, obviously a former Brighton player of his as well. Uh, of, of Graham Potter's. Took him off, brought Kovacic on. Um, I don't usually analyse other teams' subs. I just would have thought... Okay, if you think you've got five in, uh, in defence 
and you're being outnumbered in in midfield because we had three in there too. It's just a maths thing, right? Why don't you take off one of your centre backs and keep Cucurella on? Um, I mean, I don't care. It's Chelsea. I, I wanted to beat them, obviously, but I just thought that was interesting. Of like, okay, you've you've got these two wing backs, and instead of taking off a centre back and bringing on a midfielder, you take off your left wing back. Because I don't know, I don't know who was playing for left back for Chelsea after that. Was I think it was as as Villacueta, um, because Rhys James is injured, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, interesting stuff there. Uh, start of the second half, fifty-two minutes in, Sancho subbed off for Fred. I agree with this. Um, I thought Sancho was having a very surprisingly poor game. Um, there was no communication. I would I won't even say little communication. There was no communication going on between him and Luke Shaw. Um, I thought one of the two of them had to had to be subbed off. And we tend to. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because of the right wingers we've had in the past. A lot of our football, you might notice, go, does go down our left hand side. Um, that's because we have struggled for, for for years to get right wingers in the team. Obviously, we've got Anthony now, who's like one of the more proper right wingers we've had for for a long time. Um, but there there was just no communication going on between Shaw and and Sancho. I do think Shaw was was having a, a pretty good game. Um, but yeah, I I don't know what happened to Sancho today. So correct decision to to do that. I'm guessing the formation was changed. After that, because you're not going to be playing Fred at left wing, are you? So, uh, although he has played left back before, and that was all right. Uh, so that happened, and then really, really unfortunate injury. Varane, I think he like twisted his ankle or something. He wasn't fouled, was he? It was a way. It was a way that he went to go for the ball, and he sort of uh, he he injured himself. Uh, so naturally, uh, centre back for centre back. Lindelof brought on. Uh, wishes best wishes to Varane. Hopefully he recovers quickly. Not just obviously in time for the World Cup because it'd be great for him to go to the World Cup. But hopefully for what for whatever. I don't know how many games are left actually until the World Cup. Um, it's probably not very many because it's the twenty second of October, and I don't know what the start date is for the World Cup, but it's in November. So there is there isn't long left. Um, but hopefully he's able to recover quickly. Um, so it's unfortunate. And um, wishing him wishing him the best, certainly. Uh, it's, yeah, really disappointing to see him get injured. But what he's probably got on his mind, and you could see this, the way that they were filming it, is he probably is thinking... Because there, there's a big difference. Like At the moment, like the World Cup's right around the corner. There's a big difference between, oh, I'll miss a few games for Man United to, okay, I can't be taken to the World Cup. Here's something I don't understand about World Cup selections as well. Is because World Cup doesn't go on for very long, does it? If a player's got a knock or an injury, usually they're not taken to the tournament. I don't really always understand that because if you've got okay, fair enough. If you pull out your hamstring the week before a World Cup, obviously you're not going because you're not going to play any of the games. If you've got like a knock or a slight injury, or you're just getting your fitness back up. Isn't it not at least worth bringing the player with you in case they recover there? Because what, what if they recover for like the quarterfinal, semi-final, the final, and and they're a really important player? So although Varane Varane has probably got that on his mind because of you know okay sure he'll probably miss next week's Europa League game, but that's not as big of a deal as like potentially missing the whole World Cup for his country. Um, so he's probably got that on his mind as well. Um, I don't know who we've got next weekend, but, like, okay, fair enough. Let's say he misses the next two games, he's got to recover. He can just simply come back when he's ready for Man United. But if he get if he's... 
if he like misses the first or the second World Cup game, but he's available after that, is he not able to go with the team? I don't really. Yeah, is there? I don't think there's some sort of rule for like not bringing injured players. But I suppose it's just hey, you're injured and you're not coming with us. Anyway, hope he recovers well. And it's disappointing to see um, him get injured. But unfortunately, uh, but obviously. Uh, no issue with who was brought on. Obviously, it makes sense. Lindelof subbed on. Um, but hey, where's 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 Eric Bailey when you could use him? Just saying, just saying. Um, then they made a bunch of subs. Uh, so that was what that was. Um, then McTominay. These were basically done at the same time. McTominay and Alanga on for Ericsson and Rashford. I would have brought on Alanga. I would have taken off Ericsson. I would have taken off Anthony instead of Rashford. And I would have played a front two. It's a bit makeshift, obviously. But I would have potentially tried to play a front two. Maybe with a false nine of Bruno. Of Rashford and Alanga. Because I just felt Anthony started drifting off. Not like to sleep, but drifting off um, out of form in this game. Um, he started to sort of fall away a bit. So that's what I would have done. Um, McTominay on for Ericsson just makes sense for like, you know, midfield for midfield. Um, we've been kind of doing that with, usually with Casemiro, but Casemiro is having an incredible game today. Uh, and you've already got Fred on the pitch anyway. So, in terms of the options that you've got, I mean, is this the time you're going to be throwing on Garnacho and Iqbal? Not really, not necessarily. Um, it is a gamble to do that more. I would like to see them to play, but... Um, I I I almost agree with every single substitution here. I just would have I just would have taken off Anthony instead of Rashford, but I still would have brought on Alanga because again that just that just kind of made sense. So uh, and then McTominay on for Eriksson. I felt again with with Anthony and with Eriksson, I felt like they started started to sort of drift off from the game a little bit, and they needed to just be just just be rotated. Doesn't mean they're horrible. Doesn't mean they're terrible. Just just rotated for that point in the game. Um, so that was that. Um, so, uh, decent stuff on the substitution side. Um, and then, of course, the penalty. Jorginho scoring the penalty. And this is where we can get into things and break it down a bit more. So, they win a corner. Um, Jorginho goes to run towards, obviously, the ball. Because it's being crossed in to him. McTominay then decides to grab Jorginho... And not let go. And kind of push him to the ground a little bit. Um, it, it's not a smart thing for McTominay to do. Um, McTominay's not the most experienced player. But I thought he would have known better to do that. Now the thing I mentioned earlier about like some, something about McTominay that he does. This is possibly one of them instances, and he's done this less under Ten Hag. He used to do it a lot under Ragnick, and obviously with uh, with with Oli as well. But is getting a bit too carried away sometimes. Um, you understand, you know, it, it it's late in the game, it's intense. What one goal can can obviously change the game. You just don't. That's not how you're supposed to defend. Um, I I just wonder again. It could be like heat at the moment. McTominay's thinking, okay, I've got I've got to just do something and just grab him because otherwise, obviously, if he lets him go and Jorginho jumps up and scores a header, 
then it's a goal anyway. And then we might have looked at it and thought, oh, McTominay, why didn't you do anything about it? I want him to make contact with Jorginho, but you've got to be really, really careful about the way that you do it. Um, obviously, you don't, you don't pull player shirts. You're not really supposed to push players, especially when it's in the penalty area. Like, if he'd done this in the middle of the pitch, you might end up with a different result. But a free kick in the middle of the pitch is very, very different to a, a, a penalty in the, 85, in the 85th minute. Um... What he kind of should be doing, and again, this is my problem with corners. I don't really like corners in football, whether it's attacking or defending, because usually for the most point, it's just, okay, there's, what, 16 players roughly, say eight roughly for each team. You'd have some players obviously around the box, and your goalkeeper on the other end will still be in his goal. Um, you've got the goalkeeper in there as well. You've got like 16, 17, 18 men roughly, depends on the exact you know number, You've got over 10 men, let's say, in the box, and you're crossing a ball in. That ball can go anywhere. Players can push and pull each other. Um, and it, it it is a set piece, literally, where, you know, um, players are getting pushed and pulled and, you know, bumping into. And I'm not saying, it's gonna, I'm not saying you know, turn it into basketball. <laughs> but... Because what, what McTominay is sort of supposed to be doing is just beating Jorginho to the ball and clearing the header. Because you're supposed to run. It, what he should kind of be doing is running with his man there, Jorginho, and get getting the ball before he gets him. But just, just the way that he like grabs him and then he... It's not as if he grabbed him and sort of let go straight away. Um... I just think it was a very stupid thing to do. And look, I'm not going to call him a clown. I'm not going to call him an idiot. Um, I don't need to do that. But it's just it's just a bad mistake. And it almost cost the game. Almost cost the game. So he, he just about got away with it. But then you kind of do think if you hadn't done that and Casemiro had scored the same goal, we would have won the game. But that's, that's what football's like, in it? One minute you go from, oh, it's nil-nil, who's going to score? Then it's like, oh, shit, penalty from a really bad decision. Then one nil down, oh, God, you know, it's all over, or whatever. And then you score a goal, what, five minutes, five, six, seven minutes later, and it's 1-1. One, one. Um, that is what we love about football, which is which is the, the range of emotions that you can feel, you know. Um, so that's just, uh, that's what we used to at this point, aren't we? But, I mean, from a neutral standpoint, you know, if you're like an Arsenal fan or you, I don't know, um, if you're an Everton fan or something, you probably think this is very entertaining. And it was entertaining from a spectacle point of view, but of course if you're a Man United fan or you're a Chelsea fan, you're going to be think, feeling very different emotions. Um, but he just shouldn't have done it. it it's, just, it's just a really, really poor decision to, to have made. Um, so there we go. Uh, and then obviously Casemiro, really, really well taken goal. It's that fighting spirit, isn't it? Um, it says here that I can't remember who crossed the ball actually, to be honest. But it says here that Luke Shaw did it, so I'll give credit to Luke Shaw. I thought it might have been Bruno, but it says Luke Shaw here. Um, Hader just popped up into the air. See, the, the thing is, cause obviously the referee's got his watch, isn't he? And it beeps if it goes over the line. So that's how he was able to give the goal straight away. The angle it's shown on TV, I couldn't tell that that ball had gone over the line. And, see, I know that there was players on the right, in in the view on, on the TV that I'm watching, obviously that we were watching on, the players are on the right of the goal in in the picture, 
I'm not really, I wasn't looking at the players because they started celebrating and then the camera pans to them and it's like them celebrating and scoring a goal. I'm looking at that ball and I'm trying to see like, is somebody going to poke it in? Has it gone over the line? Like what's like, where, my my whole thing was like, where is the ball? Like, oh, it's come off the post. Oh, it's not gone in yet. Is somebody going to poke it in? And then it was just suddenly a goal. So that was kind of my, I suppose, my experience of, uh, of that. Um, see, if you'd have had like, the flat um if you'd had like the fifa type of view the, the, like the default camera on fifa sort of thing you would have seen the players celebrating but the angle of it i'm trying to i'm trying to look and see if the ball's gone over the line <laughs> um but uh, it, it just about did it just about did obviously if you're a chelsea fan you'd be absolutely devastated but um wow what a what a moment uh what what a time to get your first goal as well casemiro following on from one of his best games in the united shirt he's really really started to pick up some good form you know he had, he did have a few shaky first appearances for Man united and we're like oh is this is is this Cas- is casemiro not the one that we were hoping and you know this kind of stuff um but uh what a first goal. What a moment to get your first goal it's just a shame it wasn't a winning goal because again if McTominay hadn't made a mistake. It would have been, it would, and that would have been an incredible way to win this game. So again, you've got just got the unfortunate thing about that. So uh, that's it for the summary. Um, I do have a man of the match. Um, I've also got a worst player. That might be surprising, although I've already, you know, spoken about certain players already. Anyways, take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll do the player ratings. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month, and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts, and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, time for play ratings. My man of the match today with a 10 is the wonderful Casemiro. Um, brilliant, late, I almost said winning goal, saving goal to save us from um, the defeat. Incredible performance from, from Casemiro. Defended really well, looked a bit quicker than he usually did. Um, really good just like awareness and... Um, he is filling that slot very well that we've needed for a while, which is, you know, Matic is getting older, he's left the club, who's going to take that role? Fred can't do it, McTominay can't do it, who's it going to be? And we luckily brought Casemiro in, had a shaky start at Man United, he could have a poor game next time he plays, but for today, gets a 10, very, very good goal, very well taken goal, um, in dramatic style, and uh, incredible game from Casemiro, so he gets an easy 10 from me today. David Heyer, um I thought some of his distribution was a bit shaky. Um, the goal you can't really put on him because it's a penalty. Um, although the, the, general, the general passing from the whole team, as I mentioned, was really just really weird and really shaky. Um, but Chelsea pressed us very well, which, you know, credit to Chelsea for that. So I'm going to give De Gea a 6. Um, Delo, um, still a bit shaky with his, with his overlap relationship with Anthony. I'm not sure how that's going to go, because they've been playing together for, for a few games now. Um, so we'll have to see, but I thought, I, I'd give Delo an A. I thought he was good. Um, defensively, better than he had been. Um, attacking-wise, still doing really, really well. Um, so I thought Delo had a very good game. Uh, Varane, despite obviously having to be subbed off, unfortunately, I'm going to give him a 9. I thought we had a really, really good game. Um, Very defensively sound, like I said, you know, as of recently. Um, It's it's shocking, isn't it? You know, you you take out two players, uh, Maguire and Lindelof, who weren't working as a partnership for years. You take two of them out and you put two better players in, you've got a better partnership. What a surprise, we start defending better. Um, But no, he's been obviously very, very solid at the back. And uh, really good stuff from Varane. Uh, Martinez, I'm going to give a 10. I thought it was really, really, really solid again today. Um, it It's quite startling, isn't it? it? Just the massive, massive difference of taking, again, um, not to like not to pick on Maguire or pick on Lindelof. Obviously, Lindelof did play a bit of the game. But you put someone like Martinez in there who will just fight for the ball um, and won't give up. And clearly, his height has not been an issue at all. Um, I can't think of too many headers like you know you know those fifty fifty duels with headers, um, the ones that he's lost particularly maybe against Haaland but let's face it Haaland is a, just a different he's he's just something else isn't he so uh, every everybody's struggling to deal with Haaland this season so um, but no he gets a ten Luke Shaw I thought Shaw was pretty good I'd probably give him a nine um, he, he looked to try to get things going today. 
Um, I give him a nine and not a ten. I, I don't know if it was just because of Sancho, how Sancho played today, but his communication bet- between him and Sancho was just really awful. Really, really was awful today. Um, I, I just, yeah, it, it was disappointing to see, but I still give him a nine. I still thought it was very, very good. Ericsson, um, I think I'm gonna give him a five, just just below average rating. I thought he could have just been better and been sharper today. Um. We really do need a couple of different midfielders. Uh, I think Donny coming back as soon as possible would be helpful. Um, but no, I thought I thought Ericsson was it, it just was it wasn't quite at it today. Um, some people said you know should it have been Bruno, Casemiro, Fred? I don't know that starting Fred in this game would have been a good idea. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, this was a very I don't know. Fred's not great when teams are pressing, and Chelsea really were pressing us a lot today. As opposed to Tottenham, when um, he played really well, Fred and but Tottenham weren't pressing us; they were really sitting back. But I I don't know that Fred would have. I don't know. I don't know that Fred starting would have done better than what Ericsson would have done. So what else do you do? I I don't know. We've not got much midfield options. Um, but I'd probably give him a five. Anthony, I would give him. I give him an average six. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't fantastic. He was just sort of middle for me. Um, it didn't. It just. It's hard to tell when he's gonna go for that cut in on the left foot and when he's just gonna pass the ball backwards. And it is really frustrating seeing him get to the byline, turn around, and pass it backwards because he does do that a few times, and it is a bit frustrating to see. Uh, I still thought it was good, but I give him a six. Bruno, um, I'd probably give Bruno as... I'd, I'd, I'd give him a 7. I don't, don't think he was 8 sort of good. I don't think he was average. I thought he had a, just an above average game. I'd give him a 7. Um, there was that shot he took at the edge of the box, which really annoyed me that he blasted over the bar. But um, not one of his 0 out of 10 games. A couple of too many hero balls. That's just maybe what who Bruno is at this point. Um, but not his worst game and not his best game. I'd probably give him a 7. Um, I'm going to give Sancho a 0 today. Um, I, I know it's quite surprising, but because he, he is one of my more favourite players, I, I do really like Sancho. Um, just the just the, the the awful communication between him and and Luke Shaw today. Um, I don't know which one of them is more to blame, but Sancho just just was not there. Just was not there today. Um, but then if you take him out and you put let's say Rashford on the left, who do you play up front? Um. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's amazing in midfield and up front how paper thin we've become. Um. So and I, I'll I'll talk about the striker situation in a minute because I do need to mention something in terms of Ronaldo. Uh. So that's him. Uh. Rashford didn't really see much of the ball. Should have maybe scored one or two of his chances. Um. But this wasn't really like a Rashford type of game, was it? Um. One that really sort of suited him. Uh, I'd probably give him a six. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Um, could have maybe taken one or two of his chances, but I thought it was fine. Uh, let's go to the bench. Um, and let me just tell you who was on the bench. We had Langer, Fred. Usually the same names that keep coming up on the bench. Alanga, Fred, Garnacho, Heaton, Iqbal, Lindelof, Malasia, McTominay, and Palestri. Uh, missing players. We've got uh, Maguire, Martial. 
Ronaldo. On here it says coach's decision, which it actually was. Twanzebi lacking match fitness, Wambasaka injury, Williams injury, and Van der Beek still listed with a muscle injury. So in case you're wondering where he is, that is apparently what is going on. I've never really known this particular app to be incorrect. Um, some of you might wonder which app I do use, because I do read all of this off of the app. It's called Flash Score. I'm not like promoting them or whatever i'm just letting you know which app i use there's like the sky sports app and obviously other ones that you can use but um for the way i want to look at it and i've been using this for ages anyway um apart from when it freezes like it's just done now um it is quite good so and it got an update i think um when was it recently i think before the start of the season uh but no it is it is relatively good um I don't know if you can get it on Android, but I've got it on iPhone on iOS. Just to let you know what I've got and where I've got it. So, um, Alanga, I thought, looked quite bright when he was brought on, which was good. Fred looked alright. Lindelof did alright. And McTominay didn't do alright, did he? Because he gave away a bad penalty. So, there we go. Um, I suppose we'll finish this off by um, Ronaldo. Finish talk, talk about Ronaldo. So there was multiple reports. Because when was the game? It was only a few days ago, wasn't it? Wednesday. Walked off the pitch in the 88th minute. I discussed that on the Tottenham win. Uh, discussed the situation around like, didn't need to be subbed on. It's not disrespectful. Why is he walking off? Um, there was two things. One thing that was more of an apparently thing, which I talked about. But two things that were confirmed to have happened as well. So, he refused... To be substituted on. And also left the stadium. As well. I, which I think is a major exaggeration. Because um, what we thought at the time that had happened. I think what I mentioned on Wednesday that had happened. Is Ten Hag simply didn't choose him. And he walked off. But there was multiple reports this week. Or the the following two days afterwards. That he was asked to be brought on. Because remember we'd made three subs at that point. Alanga was one of the subs that had come on. And you can make five subs. So he could have made. It was either a case where. He was going to be in place of one of the three. So maybe Alanga was brought on instead. Or he was going to be like let's say the fourth substitution. I don't know the specifics of that. But he was going to be one of the other substitutions. And he refused to be brought on the pitch. Not only did he do that. He didn't stay seated on the bench. Not only did he walk off the pitch and out of the grounds, he walked out of the stadium. Um, I mean, was I there? Did I see him do it? No, I saw what all of you have seen on the screen, which was, yes, we, we did see him walk off uh, off of the pitch. Um, I don't know for definite if he left. The, it sounds very dramatic that he like left the stadium that sounds like a very dramatic thing to have been reported, but it was what was reported, and that was what I'd read from multiple different places, so I'm going to believe that. Um, what do I think should happen? You're a professional footballer. You're on 400 grand a week. I think that's how much Ronaldo was on. It might have gone up, it might have gone down. I think roughly 400 grand a week. And you refuse to be substituted on. Now, this isn't what's going to happen, because obviously it would cost Man United a lot of money. Your contract should be terminated. Because, I'll put it into a bit of a context like this. Let's say I went to work, I work at a school, I'm a cleaner, for those of you who don't know. 
let's say I go to work and I get all my stuff ready and that and then I go to go to clean one of the classrooms and I refuse and let, let's say I not like throw the mop and bucket and whatever but let's say I leave my stuff where it is and I just walk off and go home I'd expect my boss to turn around and say don't come back tomorrow now that's different I'm not under a contract uh, like the way that Ronaldo is obviously the, the way that I'm paid and the way that somebody like Ronaldo is paid is very very different and obviously I'm paid a lot less than what Ronaldo is but I'm just I'm just saying in terms in terms of jobs in terms of you are paid to do something so because unless it was a case of like let's say it had been reported that okay he wasn't feeling well or something like that like if I go to work or I say to my boss like hey I, I can't come in today I'm not feeling well enough I won't be able to do the job that's different but to refuse to to do it um and i i would expect like if, if i walked if i walked out of the school um whether i would see my boss on that day or the next day i'd expect to receive a message or to appear from the boss and say don't come back that's what that's what i'd expect and to be sacked um obviously i don't have you know a year or two year contracts so i wouldn't be paid off i would just simply not be paid for the future because i wouldn't be there difference here obviously is Ronaldo's on 400 grand a week he will get the rest of that money until May his contract runs out in well not in May sorry in uh, I think it's June or July the 1st I can't remember but in the summer his contract runs out um the yeah so obviously that's like you know how many weeks between now and June July quite a few right we're only in October and he's on 400 grand if you were to terminate his contract you'd basically pay him a lot of money to just leave for free um so he's gonna awkwardly still be here until at least january uh of course why will he still be until january january is obviously the next the next uh transfer window um he needs to be replaced unfortunately um i love what ronaldo's done for this club you know specifically in the sir alex ferguson era obviously you know was part of the champions league winning team won lots of league titles is still a legend of this club I held him in slightly lower regard than what I did before because of him doing this. Um, there's not even a good reason of like, I dis I decided I just didn't want to come on the pitch. But not only that, but to actually completely just walk off. Um, he shouldn't play for us again. But of course he's bigger name, he's got, you know, um, he's on a lot of money. You can't just have an asset like that sitting on the side. And doing nothing um so it's uh it, it's going to be interesting but so you think because we, pro we probably wouldn't get much transfer budget from him uh sorry transfer a uh, transfer fee from him but the the average wage in the premier league is what 150,000 a week roughly you take his 400,000 how many new players could we cover with those same wages Quite a few, probably two, maybe three, depending on who who exactly they are, what money they'd want. Um, I think you need to replace Ronaldo and get two strikers in, because Martial's injury record, Rashford's not quite a full out and out striker. Uh, I think we should get two, or we'll try to get two. The awkward thing is it can't happen until January. The good part of that is obviously we got World Cup in November, and he won't be playing for us in November, providing whatever the dates are for the World Cup. Um, but no, I think it's a disgrace that there's, there's not been there's not been reported to be like, oh, Ronaldo left because of this, and it was communicated with the manager. It was no, what was reported was Eric Tenag wanted to sub him on, he refused, 
he left the stadium and then left the ground, or left the ground and left the stadium. Um, like probably went off in his car or, or whatever. Um, it it's when you look at it like that, which is what was happened. That's very 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 egotistical from Ronaldo. Why do you even need to do that? Like your team's winning two nil. We were we were clearly going to win that game, and we did. Um, and unfortunately, that it did cloud sort of like you know we had our best performance against Tottenham. Fred played really well. We scored some goals. We played really well. But the headline of that night and the next following days, instead of talking about like, hey, here's what Ten Hag did right, it was oh, what do we do with Ronaldo? Did did we disrespect Ronaldo? I don't think that's disrespectful to Ronaldo at all. Um, I think he's disrespected the club by doing that. I really do. Um, and again, to circle it back to me. If I was to refuse to clean the classrooms at school, that would be me disrespecting the children that go into that class and the teachers that teach in the class, and to my boss who pays me to to work. It would it would be it would be disrespectful um, to me for me to just be like, no, I, I'm not going to clean it up or whatever, um, and then just walk home. I'm not going to do that. Obviously, I, I I enjoy my job, but um, it's just sometimes it's not about the wage and it's not about the job. It's about how you handle what you do obviously so um and a few people have kind of said like oh he looked about when he you know unfortunately lost his child and stuff and like that's why he walked off um obviously there's there's always going to be a part of him and his partner i don't know if it's girlfriend wife or whoever his partner there's always going to be a part of like obviously that, that that's going to change ronaldo and his partner for the rest of their lives and I said, you know, when he needed to take some time off and, and he needed to, you know, um, be away from football, I said at the time, like, okay, that's that that was a, a legitimate reason. You know, you, you've lost a, a child and you're not going to be in the right headspace and you know, all kinds of stuff to be playing football. So that's understandable. And yes, there's always going to be a part of that, that that sits in the back of Ronaldo's mind, unfortunately. But... That's not an excuse for doing this. That's got not really anything to do with this. Um, so, and I, I mean that in a, like I mean that in a nice way. I said at the time, you know, respect to Ronaldo. He, he lost his child, and it makes sense that he's not going to play. But I don't actually remember when that was either, and not that like time, you know, time and and whatever. But, um. That also wasn't brought up at all by anybody. Ronaldo didn't report that. Ten Hag didn't report that. Um, it was just, no, he's refused to come on as a sub. Um, so that's why he wasn't playing today. Obviously, he's been dropped from the team, um, which is understandable. It, he still gets paid, <laughs> but he wasn't uh, wasn't part of the team. So anyway, that's enough from Ronaldo and everything. Hopefully, we can just kind of move on from this because I, I just I don't want it to take up, like, you know, all the headlines and that. But he's Ronaldo, so... It's going to take up some of the headlines. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it for the United cast today. I'll be back on Thursday. I um, can't remember who we've got. I think it's the Sheriff Tiraspol team on Thursday. It's Europa League. I think that's the fifth of the six games. Let me just check. Yeah, Sheriff Tiraspol at home, 8 o'clock on Thursday. And then somebody next week, Sunday, who I don't know yet. So, um I'll be back for all that. But in the meantime, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, what do you think of the Ronaldo situation? What do you think of the game today? What do you think of McTominay's 
decision. What do you think of Casemiro's first goal? What did you think of Sancho's performance? Lots of uh, talking points still. So if you want to get involved, let me know your thoughts on anything. Uh, Method Entertainment Talk.org, Twitter E Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, in the meantime, there's also the email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on Entertainment Talk. Uh, .org and podcast platforms TV, games, films, main night podcasts hoping to get out to see Black Adam tomorrow, I was going to go out today to see it but I just kind of didn't get around to it um, but there's a bunch of showings tomorrow so look out for that potentially tomorrow if you want to know if I've seen Black Adam um, I will tweet something about it after I've seen it and then you can look out for the review a few hours afterwards obviously I have to get back home and all that type of stuff but um, the new cinema I'm actually going to is is closer than the old one so uh, that should be good anyway um, if I do or don't see Black Adam tomorrow look out for that obviously gaming talk tomorrow as well some talking points there Uh, Game of Thrones review next week Uh, Walking Dead episodes that type of stuff United cast Um, potentially going to be doing review of season 2 of American Horror Stories that's the second season of the anthology show and there was something else I was going to do as well, but um, I'll see if we get around to all that. But anyway, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. Have a look out for all of those. In the meantime, you can also support us by telling other people about what we do and where they can find it. Either by just telling them or using social media, so choose what you want to do from all of those things. Um, all of that. In the meantime, Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk, uh, Geek Town Radio, usually on Tuesdays, it will be back next week. David, obviously, he ex- explained he couldn't do it this week, which is fine. Um, but Geek Town Radio, Tuesdays, geektown.co.uk, I'm trying to speak too quickly. Uh, TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that type of stuff. As well, so check out all of that. Bex is still streaming daily, pretty much at the moment, over on Twitch. Trista B Y T E S. You can find her obviously on Twitch and various different platforms as well. Uh, Little Nightmares Two chat, retro and game streams, all that sort of stuff. So check out what she's doing over there. Me, Twitch, eTalk UK uh, for all my different streams. I'm doing some Call of Duty related stuff at the moment. I will get back to the FIFA Chrome Mode episodes um, shortly. I've only got like eight games left for the season, so I'll probably wrap that up. In the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, but if you missed my final stream. I did a final Call of Duty Modern Warfare 19 stream. Um, clipped my you know final kill and all that type of stuff. It was a long, long, long stream. A bit frustrating of a stream. Because things weren't quite going the way that I wanted them to. But that all concluded. Uh, so if you want to find um, my last Modern Warfare 19 stream. Uh, my final kill. Which is obviously its own individual clip. Or you want to find me streaming the campaign, the first hour of the campaign for Modern Warfare 2. Uh, that's all available to be watched on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. That's where the stream archives and game clips and things like that all get put and archived. So check out all of that as well. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>